Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park We were talking about the uh, Kardashians. Oh, and how are we doing that? No, you don't have to. <laughs> do, I don't, you care. don't have I to. Listen, By I don't the care. way, everything that I do, I always let you see it before. Oh, 100%. Because I don't want to fucking get toiled either, bro. It doesn't bother me because it's out there. But you don't have to say it, but it's fucking... I, dude, I know a lot of shit, yeah. and I had heard shit, but you were fucking... Oh, no, I was I was witness to... Uh, so, go slowly. Okay, I'll go slowly. Again, this is over a taco. This is over a taco. And I'm like, dude, I wish I had cameras right now. Go I'm going gonna, gonna to preface this with Scott Disick is my homie and has been since we were kids. Like, yeah. I fucking love Scott. I think he's misunderstood a lot. Big time. And yeah, like, you know... Sweet kid. Yeah, he's a good guy. And, you know, he's got his demons and I fucking love Scott no matter what. Um, Courtney was always super cool with me. Mm-hmm. Never had an issue with Courtney. Ever, actually, that whole family's always been very polite. I don't. I I only got to know Chloe a little bit. I did her show. She's sweet. Like, yeah. and I I I have not, I've always liked them too. They're incredibly sweet. They're incredibly professional, and they fucking play the game. I'll give them that. They are. They're playing four D chess while we're all playing three D. Yeah, like or checkers. Yeah, they're like. They're on a different wavelength with like how do you monetize this to the bitter end, mm-hmm. which brings me to the. The origins of the success of a certain member of that family. Okay. So, Kim, with her, with her, uh, with her tape. Yes. I won't say who I was with. You don't have to. Uh, but I. And the lineage to go would Pam and Tommy Lee, Paris, Kim. Kim. Would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. Gold, silver, bronze. Yeah. Oh. And then, the, and then it became not the way to do it anymore. And then it became like so blasé. Yeah. So with her tape, um, I have firsthand knowledge that Chris negotiated with Joe Francis of Girls Gone Wild to release that tape. Wow. Like it was, that was not leaked. And when it came out recently, because Ray J was like, fuck you, like you made money from that. I didn't. And the, and the Kardashians are like, oh, no, no, no. And I get it. Listen, Kim's a mother now, and I don't want to dis, you know, God forbid our kids ever stumble across this, but like, own it. Like, they have been so unapologetic about everything else. Mm-hmm. Why is that the, why is that the, I'm not going to come clean of the car wash? You know, it's like, who cares? It's a good phrase. <laughs> you go with your phrase again. <laughs> so you're saying, going back to another Jag phrase, there was some skullduggery. Some skullduggery. So let's go back. And again, we can edit all this. Yeah. It's okay. so. Did Kim, in your opinion, I hate, I'm not a gossiper, but it's fascinating. Her and Ray J were just having sex. Yeah. And maybe they were like, hey, let's tape ourselves because we're two hot people. Sure. 
And then at that point, see, I've never done that because I'm like, no, this is ugly. No one wants to see this. <laughs> I just don't. I, I don't have the. T- I'm, I'm using, I don't have the time. I'm just yeah. so horny. Yeah, I'm just By the like, time I'm I was, eight seconds. So. Yeah, like as soon as I set the thing up, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And like I gotta wait another hour and I need take, ro- take some burdock root, <laughs> see if I can get roll over and eat some ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so people taping was always fascinating to me, but so. You make this tape. What's how does what, how does it go? So then you're like at dinner. And you're like, Mom, I want to let you know what me and Ray J did. Was it I was it a planned tape or was it not a planned tape? In your opinion, in or my in your opinion, knowledge? in my opinion, I think it was planned. Really? Yeah. By the participants or by the mastermind? Uh, I think probably Partis. I don't know. Like, I because you just kind of think like, well, she was close with Paris. She yeah, used to, she used to work for Paris. Yeah, I remember she just fucking. Yeah. Get her coffee. Yeah. Two creams, three sugars. She was she was Paris's personal organizer. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I, I can imagine that that was like a hey, we should we should release a tape. Why not? Like okay. If you've, got, if you've got one, why not release it? And it was working for Paris. Yeah. Because I remember I was also had privy knowledge of when Paris when that tape was going to drop and how paranoid Paris was. Yeah. And then she realized it could be a benefit. It was never I've seen lemons made out, lemonade made out of lemon so beautifully, and yeah. it, the rest is history. Totally. And it was brilliant. Yeah, and, and, and Paris th- didn't make that tape for that reason. And if she, I don't even think she made the tape. No, I mean she, that, and that legitimately leaked. That was not her fault. Yeah, that was like yeah. totally. So, but uh, I so, know so money you, was made from the radio. So you're saying you were with people that were there, and you're saying basically we're just gonna say you're saying Chris was definitely like, well, we're gonna not only Joe Joe Francis on the behest of Chris negotiated the deal for the release of the tape. Wow. That that was how it was told to me, and Pete with like firsthand knowledge, like in the room with the phone call happening. Chris got a cut. She takes a cut of everything. Wow. She she's the most baller one out of that whole family. She gets ten percent of everything our kids make. Wow. Yeah. I know, but like of that, you would think I'll oh, all right. That one I won't. Yeah. I'll give to like <laughs> that a feels charity. a little dirty. Yeah, a little. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I do remember hearing that it's it's, it's in the ether, but yeah. the fact that you have super inside oh, knowledge. Oh, fully, yeah. No, I was like. By the way, Joe Francis, I don't know where you are. He's in he's uh, in Mexico. At his at his baller spot. At his compound. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he can't come here. I believe he can't come here. I think he's. I think. And then he just got a. I, there was some legal thing. I because I looked him up. I was like, "Where the fuck is that guy? Is he dead?" Yeah. Um. He was the number one baller. He was. He was one of those rapey creepy guys. Yeah, he was rapey creepy. Yeah. Because he, well, his whole business was rapey creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna rapey creepy. And maybe we should contextualize. Joe Francis was the creator of Girls Gone Wild. Yes. For people who don't know. Thank you for using that big word. <laughs> and he. He. But he. He would always have big parties. Oh, huge. Yeah. At his ha- yeah. But if he offered you a 7-Up, don't take it. Nope. I mean, if you're a female, for sure, but I would never and have I, a 7-Up from him. I knew numerous girls who were working models in L.A. that he turned out into porn. Like, he, he would go to these girls and be like, hey, you know, I could, you're like a struggling model, but, like, come to the dark side and we'll put you in some porn. Wow. And that's terrible. Yeah. And... Now he can't come back to America because of stuff like this. I believe, yeah, okay. I believe there's some pending. I mean, he did go to prison for a little bit, I think. Or, wow, yeah, this is a guy that was making fifty million a year. Yeah, isn't Easy. it wild? 
Yeah, and now there's OnlyFans girls that are making fifty million. Push that up a little bit. Uh, yeah, they're right across the fucking hallway. <laughs> I was telling Jack Dad, Jack's like, this building's incredible. <laughs> and I was like, none of it is fucking Hollywood money. No, it's literally cams and ring lights. So weird. I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, that's wild with the Joe thing because of all this shit. But I will say. The guy was a genius with the creation of how Girls Gone Wild came. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. I'll probably get in trouble because I should tell the story. You know how it started, right? Uh, it started with, oh, Aries calling me. Um, it's, it didn't start with. He worked on a show called World's Worst Train Crashes. Yes. And Joe was like a fucking, not even an editor. Yeah. He was like a logger. Yeah. So a logger is somebody who watches all the footage and then goes, oh, there's a moment there. There's a moment there. And they would go to New Orleans because Lafayette trains or Mississippi and where all these events were. And they would always have party things and girls would be like, bah, bah. so he just said, hey, do you want this footage? And I'm like, we can't use that shit. And he started collecting the beads, yeah. the bead <laughs> footages. And then he fucking marketed as Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. They got the releases. Now, what was scummy was because they signed the release. And Once you're, you're wasted. On, and you're wasted. You're like, so it's total crookery. And then when they called and they go, that's my tits. And so girls were fucking sophomores at ASU were going, dude, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> um, so genius on his part, scummy on that part. But if he would have paid them extra or whatever, maybe. But then it just spiraled out of control. And he became one of the biggest people on the party circuit. Yeah. And you but, would, he would hear the rapey, creepy stuff of like, I never heard rape. I just heard like, y- y- if you took a sip of a seven up, you might fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I and there, and there was a lot of a lot of cocaine with that guy. Yeah, he, I he do. Was, rem- he was Mister Cocaine. Like that guy was like fucking Pablo Escobar's cousin. I that's because I remember he 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 rented the mansion. Yeah, one of the mansions at uh, in Bel Air. He did that, but also in Vegas, he had some party, and it was like you know how they call those sections of the mansion. And he was like, yeah, somebody's like, go, let's go to Joe's. It was like four. Oh one, and I was up, but he was like, "Hey man," and he was so up. It was four oh one a.m. and dude. like the whole party's passed out. But he and a few people were just like, it was like eight p.m. Dude, I've got the. F- I know someone that was. I was in, like, "Do they have an espresso machine in here?" At his place in Vegas, in um, in Mexico. We're really spilling tea. We're making Chelsea Hand look like innocent. <laughs> I'll edit. Go ahead. You're his place in Mexico. So uh, my, my a friend of mine was. You're a, a little bit of a. You like a little. Oh, bit. Oh yeah, you know what it is. You're I like just, a teetotaler. I, I I fucking kept my mouth shut for so long about so much stuff. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I don't give a shit. Everyone sucks. You're a chatty Jackie. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I someone I know walked in to. They got lost at his compound in Mexico. Yeah, that, that was so. Just to let you know, the guy's compound is acres. Yeah, it was built by the guy like that built Four Seasons in Mexico. It's insane. Yeah, beautiful. And people, he would invite people to go down and there. on his plane. That was like and kinda, never let you leave. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, and my this guy I know got like lost in the compound and like comes around a corner and walks into like a bungalow and finds Joe Francis with his leg up. Naked with his leg up on the sink, blow drying his balls, like coked out to the hill, and he just looks at my friend. And is like, "What's up, dude? What, what, are you lost? You need something?" And he, my friend just kind of looked at him while he was blow drying his balls, and just was like, "No, dude," and just walked out. <laughs> what time of day was this? It was like the afternoon. <laughs> Wow. And he just said he was like, the way his intensity was like, 
there's no big deal. You just it was like if you just if I just walked in here right now, it was like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Why I don't know why his balls had to be blown. Yeah, dry. Well, that's that was my takeaway too. I'm like, was there a lot of hair down I there? Don't, I don't know. Maybe wow. he was like humid and he didn't want to like put his you know his shorts on with the humidity. He didn't want like swamp ass. I don't know. Yeah. Why are you just wipe? Yeah, baby wipe, dude. Baby yeah. wipe and some talc. You're good. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> same recipe. Um, dude, you said so much, but wait. So I have another question. So how? That's going to lead the end of this. So I get I get the call. One of the greatest offers I've ever gotten, by the way, is working with you. Oh, because I get an email from either Peter or your office, and they're like, hey, Jamie, we're doing the show. Would you be interested? It was like during the pandemic when we started creeping out. Yep. And then about a year and a half after, and they were like, here's the offer. That's all the money we have. But it was a good amount of money for doing nothing and you're all like and you can bring your assistant and blah 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 and i was like let's i gave it to my lawyer he's like this is great like my lawyer's like no notes yeah and it was so fair <laughs> and then i find out i'm gonna be with you and jay yeah and we're gonna be hunting for aliens which was incredible how fucking weird was that trip oh it was bizarre before we get into it how long have you been into this? So I've kind of been into the paranormal since I was like a kid. I was a, I grew up on X Files, like that was my jam. Okay. Um, and then I it was just always a hobby. I like loved in you know researching paranormal stuff and reading books and watching docs and all that. And um, and then in two thousand and eleven, I did my first paranormal show. I did for two seasons. It was on Sci Fi Channel. Uh, what was that called? It was called Haunted Highway. Okay. Uh, and, I remember that. Yeah. And it was like, we filmed it all ourselves. It was kind of like uh, Blair Witchy, how we shot it. Um, and it kind of like plugged me into the world. Cause like the thing with the paranormal community, and I'm sure, may, I don't know if you've experienced it now that you've kind of gone out into some cons and stuff. It's like, if, if you get like respect from the audience, the way you investigate or how you do your show, like you're like kissed in and you're good. And, and people responded really well to Haunted Highway, which led to, um, Portals to Hell, which is the other one I do on uh, Travel Channel. And I've just kind of been, like, ticking it over since, like, 2018. So was it 10 years ago? 10 years ago, did I, I started doing it, yeah. And then it, I, I went, uh, I didn't do anything for a few years and then started back up in 2018. Okay, so, because you, I don't know if you know, you don't know anything about this about me. You don't know this about me, but my father which more and more every day I'm starting to believe um, he was probably one of the biggest alien enthusiasts. No way. Now he wasn't like you fawn yeah. or any of that, <laughs> but he was reading David Icke way before mainstream media. He was talking about reptilians. I remember in the eighties he would bring this stuff up and everybody would call the him gay frogs. Yeah, he was, no, the frogs weren't gay. They were just bi at that point. <laughs> and he was always like, you know, he basically told us stories about, he saw something in Atlantic city and another in the smoky Hills of yeah. uh, Tennessee, smoky mountains. And, um, you know, he was always wild, funny, hilarious guy, but you know, it's Jamie's daddy's a little crazy. And now a lot of the stuff he's saying is just becoming so mainstream mm. And so I was always familiar with UFOs, you know, but I was never like, you know, whatever. But I do I believe in them? Of course. Do I believe in ghosts? Actually, I believe in all this stuff is a quantum play and it's too 
confusing for most people. But basically, there's seven, let's just say there's seven realities right here. A ghost isn't a ghost. It's just some portion of an an entity, whether it's a human or whatever, in another realm that we just can't access. Yeah. That's what I believe it is. Yeah, like the thinning of the veil or like, you know, it's like uh, people can kind of blip over into our reality for a minute. Yes, and if you follow the double helix experiment, I don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but it talks about how quantum is only the realms start getting funky when it's just verifiable by the observer. Yeah. So that's the whole fucking thing of like how and then you go into the whole thing as our reality projected and all this shit. <laughs> so going back to it though, you said how fucking crazy was our trip? It grew into it. Yeah. I, I just in terms of like, well first of all going to Utah, which I love, it's already chill, but we went two and a half hours from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we went to the Uten Utenaw or Uten Yeah, uh, uh Uinta Basin. Uinta Basin. And so it's really remote out there. Yeah. And we would drive an hour from our hour where we were staying. And it was fucking nothing but like those, it looked like Mars. Yeah. And each day got a little weird. Well, A, because if you wore a mask, people looked at you like you were a psycho. But once we were all together, we were all like in our little safety compound, which yeah. I, you know, so we were fine. But no one wore masks. No. In Utah. They didn't really know the pandemic happened. Nope. And... What was what was freaky about for me was many things, but I'll start slowly, is that when we started interviewing that Native American dude and his nose started bleeding. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, my God, I totally forgot about that. He started talking about something that they say they don't like you to talk about. Yeah. And his nose started bleeding. Yeah. And then each day I was there, I had worse and worse diarrhea. Oh, Interesting. And I had it for like a week after. Oh, shit. And I felt like fucking sick. Huh. And they say that like don't fuck with the grounds because the grounds. Now, whether they left or whatever, but I did feel sickly. Mm. Um, What's fascinating is you know so much about the sky and all of the tools that you had and all of the fucking binoculars and then Ben, who knows everything. <laughs> so that's, but it was weird for me is when we started going to those caves. What was weird for you? Um, I was, you know, and it still kind of boggles my mind. It was You saw the weird light come out of the ground. Was that you or was it Jay? When we were, when, the first night we were like stargazing and like, like some. I think that was Jay. Yeah, like a light kind of came out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the fucking weirdest thing was whoever that was or whatever that was running <laughs> through the through the desert. So we were looking for something called skinwalkers. So explain what that is. So a skinwalker is like a Native American evil witch doctor that has the ability to kind of shapeshift into animals and, you know, do all sorts of weird Don't shit. Don't just say Native American because they might take that the wrong way. Well, no, it is. It's like a Native American thing. Oh, and, it is. Okay. Yeah, and I think more specifically like the Navajo. Like it's, okay. it's very... Like a very prominent, and and in that area, there was there was battling Native American tribes, okay. and they would send skinwalkers to go fuck with each other. That's what the lure is. Um, but you know, when you start getting into like the you know Robert Bigelow and how he bought Skinwalker Ranch, and he was doing all this crazy research, and the people that owned the ranch before had all these sh- crazy, insane things happen. And a lot of people know about the things that happen at Skinwalker now, from like. You know, cattle mutilation to orbs to people seeing weird um, entities to aliens to, I mean, and in this part of the country, 
I've never been anywhere where you speak to absolutely everyone in that, anyone you speak to in that town, they've had an experience with the paranormal. Dude, you said it so eloquent, eloquently when we went there was that this area was the most, one of like three most paranormal in the world. And it was, there's a place in England, there's that door in Peru or wherever. But, and you said it perfectly that it's like a docking station. Yeah. A deck hook from an aircraft carrier. So explain that. So the way it was explained to me is that energetically something about, you know, whether it's ley lines, whether it's just some vortex in that area, but in the Uinta Basin, that's where when alien spacecraft are like blasting through space, you know, faster than light, it acts as like a deck hook when they come into our atmosphere and it slows down the ships. And that's kind of their entry point. Yes. But I felt that that place was a lot more than aliens. No, it that place is so much more. That's like some interdimensional shit. So it's aliens, it's skinwalkers. I felt there was werewolves, cryptids, like you name it. It's I, it's there. Do you see? Remember that bat? I saw a bat when I was doing the caves. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I felt there was vampires. Yeah, probably. So for I mean, me, it's all there. if you watch our episode, which is on Discovery Plus. You started freaking out, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yo, I see something." So we were looking at these super night goggles, and an, an entity, not an entity, a human, some type of being, was so far away, and it was a good size. Yeah. So it was bigger than an average, and it was just like boom, boom, running. Yes, I and mean, it's each step was like covered way too much ground. Yep, and it and it was moving at. It, very very fast it was pitch black it had been raining there was no sun there was no uh moon in the sky it was black and this whatever this was was just marching along really fast it it like sees our vehicles in the parking lot it turns and then just goes over a bum and disappears exactly that it, was, it did it going over a berm and the thing is there's nothing out there i can't tell people there is no houses for an hour yeah we we drove 25 miles outside of town to get where we were so for something to be out there it would have to be living out there in its own setup yeah like and if that was like a homeless guy cool but how are you gonna fucking survive when there's only an oil well, you drinking crude oil. Yeah, <laughs> there's a ton of oil out there, yeah. and there's a lot of. And I got to speak with one of the oil. That's right. Operators because they were and, leaving offerings, right? Yes, and he was he hated working the rig by himself. Yeah, and he was very scared. Yeah. So to me, it's fascinating, and we're about to do another episode. I don't know what I can say. Oh yeah, yeah but we're about to go where? We're about to go. I forgot the name of the place, but we're going to go do a ghost hunt. And that's different than the last one. Yeah. Yeah. We did like UFOs, cryptid, skinwalkers last time, but we're doing ghosts now. And like. Dude, I don't even know where we're going. I just know it's going to be freezing. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Very cold. Bring a, get one of those electric jackets that like heats up. And have you been to this place before? I've never been to this place. No, it's in Illinois. Oh, fuck. Is it a penitentiary? I don't think so. No, it's like a house. Yeah. And it's fucking supposed to be crazy. It's supposed to be crazy, yeah. Do they live with, do they leave with us? Do you believe that any of the things that you've experienced yes. follows you? Yes, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm Have so, you gotten rid of them? Yeah, like I'll do like saging and, you know, Palo Santo and all that. But like it, like, ah, man, I'm so not, I'm not the the guy that's like 
constantly drinking the paranormal Kool-Aid when it comes to ghosts. UFOs and shit, like I'll I'll really be like, nope, that shit's 100%. Ghosts, I do it I do it so much. I have more questions than answers and I and I think it's I don't think it's what we always think it is. I think it could be closer to what you were saying about kind of quantum, you know, inter, you know, interdimensional yeah. energies ba- bouncing back and forth. But I mean, I've absolutely had shit follow me home without a doubt like woken up and seen fucking like as i'm i don't drink i don't do drugs like when i wake up in the middle of the night i'm fucking awake i'm not like all fucked up and i've seen cloaked figures i've woken up and i've seen an old lady leaning over me i woke up and i had my foot getting tugged and someone yelling my name to the point where i sat up and was like hello like because i thought it was one of my kids the other day i um i got done doing a shoot and I'd got just finished the investigation. I was kind of falling asleep on the couch, and I watched my kid's fucking door open, like hey, straight up. Your house? I haven't even told. I haven't told my area this yet or anything. I watched the door just go, brrr, just fucking open, and I just do my usual like, "Hey, you're not welcome here. Get the fuck out of my kid's room. You are not welcome in my house." leave that's your that's your line yeah to I, the ghost. I get like angry because i'm like you know no this is my space like i can come to your space sure but you're not allowed in my space does that work and eh, things have mellowed out but i i've been i've been seeing a lot of stuff out of the corner of my eye lately at my my house dude do you I'll, think because you're in the world maybe maybe you know i i i've but i've had experiences where i'm just like that can't it doesn't make sense that that's happening. Like when, you know, when you have a voice come over a, a recorder that there's no one in the room, you know, when I, when I've had devices intelligently communicate with me using like beeps, you know, you'll, I'll, I'll show you some of this, the kit that we use, you know, when I've had doors open, when I've had flashlights turn on, on command, like we, dude, it's some of the stuff that has happened. And I'm like, okay, well, a lot of people like ghosts aren't real. That's not real. That's all bullshit. That's made up. That's a, that's your imagination. Fine. Then what is it? Then why did that door open? Why is that flashlight turning on when I'm saying, hey, if something's here, turn that on for yes. Flashlight turns on. Hmm. It's it's weird, man. How, you know, after Scream and and I never saw anything and I thought about it, and then Ghost Whisperer was on for a few years. I never saw anything. And then, like I said, my dad now... I do feel like in the last five years, my I do feel my last house was haunted. Mm. There was shit that was so crazy, just banging of no wind, and it was a banging sound in the walls. Interesting. And it would happen every night at three fifteen. Yeah. And my buddy stayed there when I was gone, and he did it too. And he was he, like, "Fuck that." He filmed it. Yeah, he left, and I and I stayed there by myself, and I was like. And I think this chick that we talked about brought a ghost. Mm. And then Alyssa would say there's she saw a little girl. Interesting. So I, I that well it's since about twenty sixteen I started like going, This stuff is more to it. Yeah. And I hopefully it's the science part of it. And that's and that's the thing that like everyone's like, Oh, you think they'll ever figure it out? The only way they're ever gonna figure out if ghosts are real or not. Is if there's money to be made. <laughs> like, because how do you, like, monetize a ghost? You can't. Well, you haven't met the carnival. <laughs> but you love aliens more. Uh, no, I, 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 it's more fun to hunt for ghosts. Because when you go, like, 
UFO hunting, you're just kind of like looking up at the sky. I know. It's so, the crazy thing is there's so, so many great things in the sky, and Jack would ruin them all. Oh, it's satellite. Because he taught me if it's a straight trajectory, it's always a satellite. Yeah. Or it's a plane really far away. Yeah. Or it's fucking a meteor. Yeah. Like you ru- but we did get some weird shit, though. We did see something kind of weird. Kind of. Yeah. Ben was always like, no. <laughs> That's Ben, though. Yeah, he was very practical. <laughs> yep. Because this is the people that are so into it. You're saying you want it. So yep. the fact that they, you guys are so like, no, let's be honest about it yeah. is awesome because you're real about it. Uh, how far are we from di- full disclosure, do you think? I think we're going to see full disclosure in our lifetime. I think they're doing the staggered, like, just leaking it out. Like, hey, let's talk about, you know, wow, we got this weird stuff on camera and we got this, we got that. I think, you know, dude, you should get Jeremy Colbell on here. Do you remember the would guy? Would he do it? Oh, he would do your podcast. Yeah, Jeremy's great. He was great. He, I, he's been on Rogan multiple times. Yeah, yeah. You, I get you. I get Jeremy on here. Are you boys with him? Oh yeah, yeah I would Jer- love that. So I was with Jer. I, I first met Jeremy. Uh, he released a documentary called Patient Seventeen. I don't know if you've seen it, but that's when he. It was following a guy who had an alien implant removed, and I was there at the surgery when they removed the implant. Okay, so it was one of those. Um, I think I remember seeing this. It was like above his knee. Yes. It was a little yeah. black thing. Yeah, yeah. And what was it? The only thing I could tell you it looked like, because I, I handled it, because it was a, a guy Why named, did you go? I was friends with a guy who passed away. His name was Dr. Lear, and he was a UFO like expert, and he, he would remove alien implants from people. Okay. And the craziest thing about that surgery was that when they cut into his knee to get it, it was moving. Like, they, they would try and go grab it, and it would fucking move. It was, I believe, was it this one or another one? I believe it was emitting some kind of radio signal. Like, when they held up, like, a thing to tell if it was emitting anything, like, a, a signal, it was. Okay. Um, and when they pulled it out, to me, to me, it looked like kind of like a kidney stone, but, mm-hmm. like, coppery color. Like, black and copper. Okay. Whereas kidney stones are kind of gray. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, it was fucking, it was crazy. But yeah, so that was the first time I met Jeremy, and then we con- then we connected over the years. But I think I saw stuff like that, but it was like the, the metals and stuff weren't of this yes. earth. Yeah, it was me- meteoric iron are in it, and like there's all sorts of weird shit in it, which is like, they're like that shouldn't be inside of someone. And it, so they didn't know it was a tracker or... Yeah, they don't know what it is. They, they believe, you know, the... the, the the theory is, is that people who are abducted get these implants put in them, and that's how they get tracked, kind of like a dog with a chip. Wow. Okay, so you're more aliens or more ghosts? I spend more time looking for ghosts, but the alien stuff is what really interests me. But it that's boring to you. It's I mean, alien shows are tough to continue past the season two and three because it's all kind of repetitive. You're just looking at the sky. You could be filming any sky. It's not that exciting to film it. Well, I just feel like that we gotta have disclosures. We will. I absolutely think. I think and and as space travel becomes commercialized they can't i mean okay what how many astronauts have been to space maybe 100 150 mm-hmm. like when you know once elon's was it starship gets built you know they're going to surpass 150 people in space within the first 2 years like y- the amount of people going to space they're not going to be able to lie about it anymore because there's going to be so many witnesses to it yeah and and i don't you know again i if you don't want to talk about this, but we were talking off camera and you said your mother. Oh yeah, dude. 
if you some fucking weird shit with my mom when we were filming. You know, she we were filming. So you filming? You just filmed a special yeah. for context. Yeah, we were filming an episode with my mom. She wanted to do a ghost hunt, so I took her along. Uh, we we're at this hotel, and yeah, she she you know I don't want to not going to give it all away, but mid investigation, you know, she she collapsed, and uh, you know it's the whole thing's on camera, and it's really fucking weird. It's really weird. And that's why she was just in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And she was. They they ran every test, every test manageable because I I thought she's having a seizure, she's having a stroke, it's a heart attack, whatever. They ran every test. Everything was fine. They have no idea what it was. And she collapsed for a while. You said, yeah, yeah. She was out for a while. Yeah, for sure. It was. It was wow. Really intense. And like, I I've shown the footage to doctors, and they're like, we have no idea what that is. And that was on a ghost hunt. Yeah. Not saying it was, I'm not saying it was like paranormal and she was fucking possessed, but at this point, it, that is, is as good an explanation as anything else because anything else is we have no idea what it was. So that's your most intense, yeah. Yeah, probably as far as like physical reactions. I mean, I've been on investigations where people were allegedly scratched. I'm so... I'm so like with the with people get scratched during ghost hunts. I'm I'm always because I'm like, why would a ghost just if a ghost can scratch you, a ghost can punch you in the fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. So why is he just gonna punch you in the mouth? <laughs> when when you saw this cloaked figure, are you familiar with the night hag? The night the well, I believe that it was it was the night hag that that would the old lady that was was leaning over me was a full on hag. So. I have a heart issue, but you know it's, and it used to be much more out of rhythm, um, called AFib. Yeah, and in the nineties when I was broke, I stayed in a little place in Koreatown, and at one point, this is the most of all of them. I've had it a few times. That's uh, what's the sleep paralysis? Yeah, sleep paralysis. And I felt very dark, and I remember it was it, like it's the shaking of the. It's like that, right? And so you're there and you're aware of it and you're like, ooh, you're like, I know I'm asleep, but this isn't right and I got to wake up. Mm -hmm. And I felt, that was the only time I ever felt something pulling. Was I above my body? No, but I felt I was being yanked. Mm -hmm. And I heard like, now it could all be in my mind. Yeah. And I did everything. I said, move your arm, move your arm, move your arm. And I did. And I got up. Yeah, I was my. I've had sleep paralysis maybe five times, and I always thought it was overtired. Mm-hmm. I never had what they say, the breathing, but the night hag, which is yeah. this person that sits on your chest. Yeah. So you saw this like witch. Yeah, she wasn't sat on my chest. I was laying in bed, and I woke up and I just look and I see the cloak figure right here, and the old hag just leaning over and looking at me, and I just, she just had black circles for her eyes. She was like gray white. Like, it looked like her hair was, like, long and straggly. And she was just looking at me, and then she would look at... I'm getting, like, the shit, like, the, the goosebumps Ooh. talking about it. But then she would look at this cloaked figure and then look back at me. So there's two figures. Two figures. The cloaked figure and the old hag were, like, leaning over me. And I just was, like... You know, I, it was funny. That thing that just popped into my head was anytime anyone said... And I'm not a religious man at all. But um, it just... Everyone says, just recite the Lord's Prayer, and it goes away. And I fucking just started doing that. And I closed my eyes, recited the Lord's Prayer, and I opened my eyes and I'm gone. Evil or alien or ghost? 
I think it is a see recent too. Uh, two two and a half years ago. Okay. Um, I think it's. I don't know. I think I think that there are, there are certain entities. You know, in the paranormal world, you call them elementals. You know, they're these like ancient spirits that have been here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think it's an elemental, but I don't think it's evil demonic. I just think it's some. So I don't because so many people have this experience. So many people see it. So many people. There's got to be something to it. If it's all the figment of our imagination, why do people have it when they've never known about it? Mm-hmm. Like I just it doesn't add up for me. And so this, I I think it's. I mean, you I if you would if you were pulling from like the Catholic, uh, kind of ghost hunting, school book, they would say it's demonic. Mm-hmm. Because it starts to oppress you and suppress you, and then can lead to, you know, possession. And you know, there's all these stages of of possession, um, and they think that you know, and they would say that that is a part of it, uh, as as it was kind of told to me. But I don't know. I, I I think it. I I just think maybe there are certain entities, energetic forces, that just exist all around us that we don't know. Some good, some bad. You know, mm-hmm. some, a lot of people see angels. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's fascinating, bro. I could talk to you all day. Um, well, we got we got four days to hang out in Illinois, <laughs> I, so I we know. can. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's. This is a good spot. Let's tell people where they can find you. You want to drop uh, your socials? Sure, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everything's at Jack Osborne. Um, and yeah, when are the shows? What's your next batch of shows? The next batch of shows will be this, and I think it's coming out. It's going to be in the fall of this year. So God, it take forever. I know. To come yeah, because they they do Ghost Toba. They want it to be like the big Halloween thing. So I think they're saving hours for like a, around Halloween. So we're about to go on a hunt, and it's it's your show. Is 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 what's the show called? This one's Night of Terror. Night of Terror, and then you have another show. I have, on? I, have I have portals. Discovery. I have portals to hell. Yes, Night of Terror. Um and then Fright Club, but I don't think that's coming back. And this is all on Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus, yeah, okay. or Travel Channel depends. Yeah, same shit. Okay, dude, thank you for your time. Thank you. This is awesome. I appreciate it. This brother. was a great chat. I can't wait to fucking go to that crazy. We can have house. fun, dude. Bring some sage, guys. Like, subscribe, watch Jack's stuff. He's amazing. Peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.